everyone. Welcome to the Indigo Plateau Show. I'm Ghost Type Ghost, and I'm joined with Woodland Docs and Pad Attack. How are you two doing today? What are you pointing to? I'm pointing to Pad Attack. Is he below you in Discord? Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's, you're all in above a, me. Oh, you guys are in a row on my end. Oh. So I'm like, well, aren't, what are you aren't you fancy? Yeah, <laughs> I am. How are you guys doing? Pretty good, pretty good. I uh, have caffeine. Um, that'll be evident throughout this episode. Um, uh -oh. I also enjoy talking fast and Taco Bell. Taco Bell. Ooh, I. you know what? I haven't had Taco Bell in months, if not longer. I know. You're I not living. You're, you're I'm not. Living. I'm not living Moss. I'm not. <laughs> so, sounds like Doc's had a better day than me. I came home from work, made a sandwich, and uh, here we are. But I had a good day overall. Can't complain. Can't complain. Excited to uh, start the podcast today with you guys. So, uh, what are we talking about today, boys? Well, first, I have a pro tip for you. Pro tip? Yeah, sure. a, a, a total pro tip. So, you didn't get Taco Bell, but you said you made a sandwich. Now, if yeah. instead of just placing the bread on top of the bread and meat, if you rolled the bread up, you would have also had a burrito. Therefore you would not be missing Taco Bell because, let's face it, it's probably about the same quality of ingredients. So just next time, you know, when you think you're just having a sandwich, just roll your bread up and make a bread, a breadito. And a breadito? Yeah. But, but wouldn't the bread just crumble and now I just have a very sad sandwich? Um, it's up for interpretation. Um, you know, not not everyone's not everyone's a food critic like you apparently. Um, you know, I for one enjoy falling apart bread. Uh, actually, no. I, when it comes to bread, I have this thing. So you guys, like, when you eat bread, does it ever stick to the roof of your mouth? Yeah, all the time. I can. That is the worst feeling in the world for me. If I really? eat regular, if I eat regular bread, like buns don't have to be toasted, but if I eat regular bread, it has to be toasted. Or else I will lose my mind. I can't do it. As soon as it sticks over my mouth, I have like a like a, a turtle when it's on its shell and it can't get off. That's exactly what I feel like. A visceral but, reaction. Yes. At, I, at least you know you have soft bread. It's not dry. So. That's true. That's true. It's just I, I, I'm like that baby turtle, man. I got, I got, I got, I got, I got to get off. Otherwise, it, I'm just gonna bother me. But, anyways, um, well. You asked what we were talking about, and that was actually a really unintended, <laughs> really unintended segment when it works. Um, how about we chat on Scarlet and Violet DLC, which involves a turtle? Docs, you don't have a plush again, do you? I suck at this. It's okay. It's okay. Before we get started, I got Gastrodon. Yes. Pat, what's your thoughts on Gastrodon? This is very important. Yeah, the, yeah. This is something this is actually, you know, very I, yeah. important. I actually enjoy Gastrodon. Okay. Gastrodon is an absolute tank and a true menace when it comes to competitive play. All right, you're so, in the right place. But, you can stay on the uh, You can stay on the podcast. <laughs> the pink versions and the blue versions for the different genders. I also do appreciate the variants and stuff like that. I I like that Pokemon a lot. Okay, so. good. Good answer. Good answer. I like the pink one personally a little bit more, but Gastrodon, top yes. tier Pokemon. Anyways, move on. We're good. Back to turtles. We went from slugs to, to turtles. Yeah. So, um, 
yeah so i guess we'll we'll talk about the scarlet Valley dlc for a little bit um so turtles um cool. and last episode in case you guys missed it check out face bean uh we talked about the new anime protagonists and that gave us even more info about the dlc which was a really cool way to do it because they showed the small version that uh, small version wow i sound like i know nothing about pokemon the baby they showed, yeah they show, they show the basic evolution um or what we assume is the evolution but I, I I like that they reveal it that way, and I love turtles. So um, Tortuga Ch- is bad. So if they give me a good turtle, I'll be happy. Yes, the the new the new turtle is actually called Trapagos, and he honestly just looks like a crystallized version of a turtle, and he has the different symbols for the energies on his back, and he actually looks amazing hopefully his typing is good but he absolutely looks amazing it's every type yeah well no that, that's what i was just about to interject with was do you think they're going to do a rcs silvali thing where he gets an item if you give him a held item of a terra shard it becomes that type do you think like that energy boost for the different pokemon that you find in the ground zero yeah, or the area so in, zero. Yeah, I think that I think that will work on him. But I I really think like you know Arceus gets the plates, Savali have the drives. I really think they're gonna say have uh, Galapagos. Uh, Galapagos. Galapagos. <laughs> yeah. Close enough. Which which is half Galapagos and half terrestrialize, huh? Uh huh. Um, uh huh. Which I, I I see your logic. Anyways, <laughs> continue. Yeah. No, I, I I really think that's gonna be, that's gonna be the gimmick is, uh, you have to hold the Terra shard, and its Terra type will become that, and then you know it might be like base dragon or something, and then when you have when it holds it, it can become a dragon fire, and then if you terrestrialize, it just goes to pure fire. I think that's gonna be the gimmick. Yeah, I mean it's obviously tied into terrestrializing, so its types gotta change. So frequently. Do you think for this Pokemon they'll create like some type of thing to where it's like um what was the Pokemon in Violet and Scarlet to where you got after beating the Pokemon League and then it had the plates to where it could change their typing? Or are you are you talking you, you mean you mean uh Sun and Moon? You said Scarlet and Violet. No, there was the one Pokemon in Scarlet and Violet. Oh, I feel so ashamed that I don't know this Pokemon. Shame. It changed shame it changes type anyways anyways (laughs) the point being is it would be cool if like if you guys remember the plates in the old games to where there was different plates that you could make a certain typing for a pokemon that was emerald uh uh, that was our fourth gen so that was pearl pearl and diamond so the plates with arceus to where you can make him different typings and stuff like that since he has or they have on their shell different like energy symbols. It would be super cool to have like a multitude of items to where whatever plate you give them or whatever specific item you give them, they would become that Terra type. I think that would be super sick. It's a hot take, but it's it would be super cool. Yeah, I I think that's what they're gonna do. Is they're gonna say hold this shard or hold this X, and it's just gonna become that typing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like it has to. 
It has to. <laughs> like, I couldn't see it be any other, any other way. Well, so you know how Savali and Arceus will change uh, appearance based on what they're holding? Mm-hmm. What if, like, you give Turtle Boy... Um, <laughs> you, you give Donatello, you know, the item, <laughs> and, like, those parts of his shell raise up, you know, and then, like, light up or glow or something, and the rest of them go dim. You know what I mean? Yeah, that. that would be that would be pretty cool. It's kind of like a bop it, but on a Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Electric, fire, ice, water. That's hilarious. Um, I can see even, that. E- even better, like so you know, Metronome already just picks a move at random. What if it has like Metronome Terra Blast, where like it just as long as you have that type of shard or that type of whatever in your bag it can go to your bag and it, that turn it picks the fairy shard so then it does fairy terra blast or you know what i mean like that would be just useless but cool <laughs> it'd be really shitty but hey it'd be cool i mean <laughs> from from a competitive aspect that would be cracked so if you're telling me if i have a shard that i'm holding i could use a metronome to use a specific type of move in that typing yeah Broken. <laughs> Broken. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what do you do you get to pick the type or is it just like a random Well like Well, for... if you hold a fire or a water or a normal terror shard, you use metronome and you use one specific move from that typing. That Got would it. be yeah. okay. I see what you're you're, you're gambling and that would be super dope. It's yeah. it's like it's a gambler's premium. You might hit him with something <laughs> that's gas or you just like a tail whip you. Yeah, you're you're going from ember to flamethrower. You're going, you know, you're going water gun to surf. You're, you know, it's yeah. And then you know, if your mom's special or physical, you know, it might pick a physical move and your mom's special build. But yeah, so I don't know. Tell, tell me, tell me something else about about Scarlet Violet DLC. So tell me something I don't know. Sell it to me. I'm an idiot, which is no different yeah. in real life. But oh let's my pretend. god, Dad. I'm I'm an idiot. What so obviously we have. The Scarlet Violet DLC. We have part one, part two. Uh, the Iron Mask is going to drop in the fall. And then... The Teal Mask? Or the Teal Mask, yes. The Teal Mask. And then the second part, the Indigo Disc is going to drop in the winter. Indigo Disc? What? Yeah. They, they, they're they fans. Hello. I know. So they totally uh, stole it from us. <laughs> yeah. So the first part's going to take place in the land of Kitakami, and the second part's going to take place at Blueberry Academy. <laughs> Blueberry Academy. I don't know why that's so funny. Kitakami sounds cool, and then Blueberry Academy. <laughs> so the Blueberry Academy is actually like a sister school of the Kitakami. All yeah. right. So you go to the Kitakami Academy, and then you're going to go to the Blueberry Academy. The Kitakami is an academy that's like entrenched in like old lore of Pokemon. So they've been around for generations. And Blueberry Academy is like a relatively new academy. They've only been developed in recent years and stuff like that. But however, where the land of Kitakami is more of like an adventure story, the Blueberry Academy is actually going to center around battling. So, like, that's actually what their primary focus is. So you have one part of the DLC to where you're going to experience lore and stuff like that, and the second part is battling, which I'm super excited about. Anytime you, like, face, like, DLC in the campaign and stuff like that to where 
you know, you have a battle experience to where if it would progress, like, honestly, I want Pokemon to come up with the nastiest teams they can and stick it in a DLC and see, eat it. That's what I want, personally. Pretty radical. Um, Radical. (laughs) I think think that, like, the um, Sword and Shield DLC was not very fun. Uh, so I hope they do better. <laughs> Which, speaking of, actually what they ended up doing, so you can actually purchase the DLC and you can ask Ghost. It was only $35 in the marketplace. For which and DLC? The Sword and Shield? Or... Yes, it was. There was an article that came out that said that it's only listed for $35, and if you go to the store, it should be $35. But do you think that because of what they put out in the Isle of Armor and then the Crown Tundra in the previous DLC, it was kind of unfinished. They charged $50 for it. So my question is, are you charging that to compensate for the lack of what the previous DLC was, or is there just less content? I'm hoping it's the former. (laughs) Hopefully they're just like, our bad. Like, here's this better dlc for cheaper price i'm i'm hoping that's the case or it's a sorry we rushed out a 10 fps game to you. <laughs> um please accept our apologies in the form of blueberries so <laughs> and two dlcs that drop five months from now we got you guys absolutely <laughs> take but your time take your time it does look super cool so the DLCs, obviously, they're going to be separate depending on what version of the count or the game you have. Um, Wait, is it? I thought be- you got both. Like, part it says part you, one and part two. You do get part one and part two, but based on what game, whether you have Pokemon or Violet, you buy the specific DLC for that because the same with it was with the previous game to where you have different oh, antagonists gotcha, and stuff gotcha. like that, different storylines. So that DLC is going to be the Hidden Treasure hidden treasure of area zero mm-hmm. so those will be coming to you in the fall and winter blueberry one Cat- second. the fun fact though blueberry academy is located under the ocean did you know that yeah it's actually subaquatic that's Super fun cool okay way to bring out the vocabulary jeez <laughs> I know. he's too smart for us docs okay <laughs> which you don't like when we go subterranean, you know, and you and you can't and you can't save your game. Ah, see, I know big words too. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, if you decide which speaking of ghosts, I don't know if you actually did this, but if you actually pre-order the game in the DLC, you get a Hiswayan forum Zoarark, and you can actually claim that a mystery gifts via email. What? I got the I got the clothes, but I didn't know I got a Zor Zorark. Yes, you do. So you can actually breed that to give to your friends if you give them an Everstone because you give them their regional forms to get a little baby Zoora. So hint hint. If you, <laughs> if you uh, get the DLC, that's what you get to take advantage of. However, your friends like I said earlier. I wait till the game comes out, so I'm gonna count on ghosts to breed me one. Just I one. Guess, Uno mas. I guess. Just Uno one. Mas. one he more. has all the power. All the power. Uh, well, I did my Charmander. That. Charmander? Yeah, I didn't get the, I, I never beat that raid. Uh no matter how many times I tried it, 
and which you had the Charm- the Charizard. So, which speaking of that, Hisuian Zorark actually gives you a hidden move called Happy Hour. So, using Happy Hour doubles the amount of prize money received after after battle. So, I don't know if that multiplies with like an amulet coin. I, but... I think they stack, yeah. So if that stacks, that's also a way to get a lot of money in game for whatever you need it for. So we all know that Ghost can't read. Uh, what? If the... gets... <laughs> Why? <laughs> what? Hold up! If, if you would have read the terms and conditions, I guarantee you, you check that little that the, the EULA. You check that little end user license agreement. And you're like, I read and comply to the, the terms and conditions. And then when they're like, Hey, it's just Rourke, and you're like. What's Aurora? So, anyways, or Ghost- just because I didn't read it doesn't mean I can't read it. Okay, those are two separate things. <laughs> so, but yeah, I mean, so what? Uh, what other um, uh, what other mons do we get here? We get uh, like we don't, or well, I guess there are some new new mons, and then of course they're gonna bring back some old mons. So uh, those new dudes, um, uh, it's a uh, almost a Leafeon. Um, <laughs> yeah, Leafeon. Yeah, big Leafeon. Uh, so, so we 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 have a pair of legendaries that I'm actually pretty sure are version exclusive. So we have Iron Leaves, which is a paradox Pokemon. It's a grass and psych- psychic type. Um, so I don't remember which the, uh version of the game that that's for, but that's gonna be. I guess you'll find out if you pre-order. It's gonna be so. Violet. It's gonna be Violet because it's the. And then you get the Hisuian. You think it's Violet? Well, it's it's the future form, so that's got to be Violet. Yeah. Okay, okay. That is right. And then we transition to our next Mon, who is known as World Wake. Walking Wake. So, or Walking Wake, yes. Walking Wake. So, to be honest with you, his form looks like Suicune, because he has a diamond on his forehead. The color scheme is very Suicune-ish as far as his mane. Um, he definitely has you know, the tips and stuff like that, and then as well as the tail, but it also kind of looks like a weird salazzle. I like I like it. It's cool. It's like a dinosaur. Uh, it does look like a dinosaur. It doesn't I make sense. I like that a lot. Yeah, I Stay like it. What'd you just say? In your game, future boy. I know. I don't... I get, well, I get the dinosaur. I have Scarlet and Violet, first of all. I just play Violet. Second of all, this is cool. <laughs> it, it doesn't Absolutely. it doesn't make sense for it to be related to sweet coon but it looks cool regardless so yes i like it and then and what, um my bag go ahead docs i was i was gonna say and we you know so we get those guys but then we get what i hope is not pan sage pan seer pan poor 2.0 with who the monkeys. What monkeys? There's one monkey. Oh, they're not all monkeys? No, one's like a dog, one's a monkey, one's a bird. Oh, I thought they're all monkeys. No! no. <laughs> I was that's, like... <laughs> that's, that's the new legendary trio that they're, they're, they're going to introduce. You're talking about Monkey Dory. Yeah. you're talking about. Can we talk about those names? Because they're perfect. We got Okie Dogie, <laughs> which is a, the dog one. Monkey Dory which is the monkey one, and then Pheasantipity, which is the pheasant, which, uh, but the names are great. 
it, it's it's like they hired Ned Flanders for a day, and they're just like, "Hey, Neddy, can you you know come up with some Pokemon names?" Okie dokie, and the, oh, there, hey, look, it's it's a Pokemon. Like you, Ned Flanders, the intern, I guess. I don't know. I but, love them. <laughs> they, they are they are pretty funny names. I just and if you look, they they all have like the same like little scarf or headband Mm -hmm. or like little like bow on them that has like the same symbol so it's just a little circle with like two uh two two parts sticking out the bottom and it's cool to see that they transfer that from art to art in like this legendary trio and it like goes like with like uxi mesprit itself like how they all were just like different color schemes Mm -hmm. but it was cool to see that like similarity through them so like those are the new legendary trio in this game. And then... I meant real quick. I meant to look it up before the podcast, but these are based off of an actual folklore story. Is it uh, the? I don't remember. Sorry. Go yeah, ahead. Yeah, it's not the hear no evil, see no evil, speak no. Evil. No, those are the monkeys. But that's why I have monkeys in my head. Yeah. yeah no, but these I saw um, an old picture or artwork with a dog, a monkey, and a bird that has to do with. Um, someone with a mask, which ties into the other Pokemon. The teal mask. Mm-hmm. Oh. They're not just random animals. They actually mean something. So if I figure out what that is, maybe I'll post about it. But it's an actual folklore story. Well, See, that would be cool. We can always cover that later. Oh, yeah. 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 I, I mean, you know, I, I don't know everything. I like to claim that I do. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I thought they were all monkeys. And apparently we're only at one monkey. That monkey looks weirdly like a bird i don't understand <laughs> i think it doesn't look at him i i haven't looked since it announced um, that's fair yeah, yeah. but so I, so that's the pair of legendary trios we get right so what do you what, what's your thoughts on them i like i like um i mean i like the dog the the okie dogie i like him out of those three and then if we're talking about the turtle i think i think he's pretty cool Yes, which is what you will get in the second part of the DLC. So we actually have that legendary character, and then we have the first, le- the legendary character that you're going to get from the first part of the DLC, which is Ogre Pond. So Ogre Pond looks like a grass type, but it looks like a bird, and it has like a little crystal in the front of its head. Honestly, it looks super cool. And then with Terrapagos, like that Mon also looks super cool. So those are the the legendaries that you get based on you know what which dlc is released the first and second part and then i actually don't know when we will have access to the legendary trios that we had just talked about talked about being okie doji monkey dory and pheasantipity so when do you guys think we're going to get those legendary trios i think we're going to get um rafael we're going to get him we're going to get the big we're going to get the baby form straight off the bat in the first part. And then there'll be like an item to evolve it in the second part or like a place to go in the second part to evolve it. And um, as far as my, uh, my not three monkeys, I think that'll be uh, the end of the first DLC. Agreed. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I, I it's have a hot no. take. It's a hot take. <laughs> hot take. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I don't have my hot cakes. Throwback to season one. I don't have my hotcakes. You never had your hotcakes, Knox. You oh, never man. had them. Not one no, time. No, I'm just hungry. Um, I can't. Well, but, but hold on. Do you guys want to know what's actually confirmed 
in the first part of the DLC. By official sources? Or by by absolute official sources. Okay. So in the first part of the DLC, you will actually be able to encounter over 230 familiar Pokemon that have been found living in other regions, but which have not appeared since Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. They will now appear in the first part of the DLC, so you're unlocking another 230 Pokemon in your decks that you're able to have in-game. So you're widening your Pokedex, essentially. But with Pokemon Home, that also means you'll be able to transfer them in-game. So what do you, what's your guys' take on that? Are you guys excited for that? You have 230 new Pokemon appearing in the decks. Nah. Pretty cool. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> for, oh, for for me, it's um sign that they are committed to eventually having a complete national decks available on the Switch. Because, you know, it takes work to get the mons in the game, to get them act properly, to get their, you know, to get everything working. So they probably took, you know, let's just say 75% of those 230 were going to exist in Sword and Shield, but didn't exist in Scarlet and Violet. Or, or they existed in uh, RCS as well. And then they might add, you know, a couple of Pokemon that haven't been on the Switch yet. Like, I think that was the big selling point um, for Venonat. This was the first time that Venonat was in a regional dex since Gen 2. Venonat? Gen 2? Venonat. Gen 2. It was Gen, it was Gen 2 or Gen 1. Like, Venonat had not been in the, in the regional dex. It's always been in the national dex if the games had a national. But Aww. in the regional decks, I don't think Venonat's been included since Gen 1 or 2. That's sad. I like Venonat. Yeah. So that, that, was, that was a big deal for me. But that tells me that we're making a stride towards having all 1,010 Pokemon oh. on the Switch. Whoa. That's so many. That is so many. <laughs> but I, but I feel like I've always wanted uh, the Pokemon company to make a Pokemon world to where it was just an all immersive like RPG to where you could travel to different regions. Like you had multiple regions that you could get your gym badges in, like being over nine, 10 now. What? Yeah, so that's, that's that would sad. be amazing. It's sadly Absolutely never amazing. It's, it's, it's not, no, it's never, <laughs> it's okay. unless, unless one of those radical folks oh. out there design one. Call it a pipe dream, but I can imagine. You could I dream. You could dream. <laughs> I don't know. So, I you know I don't think it'll ever happen in a legitimate game, but we'll we'll see what happens. I mean, if 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 they couldn't make you know one region run smoothly, uh, I don't know. I don't know what they would do. But, but um, yeah. But you wouldn't have to because you could literally make it to where it could be eight bit or nostalgic. You wouldn't have to in certain regions run it hard. You could have a region to where it's crisp as clear, and then you go back to original like Kanto and you're in eight bit. Like that would be. <laughs> are you kidding me? That would be amazing. Like you experience Pokemon throughout the generations, and oh, you like, experience them in their true form. The coding no, on that. No. The coding on that would be insane. <laughs> it would be amazing. I would it love would to see it. It would be. <laughs> But anyways, so that's pretty much like what we know about the DLC as far as Scarlet and Violet. Um, I mean, you have, obviously, if you pre-order the different, like, you can get the Hoswayan Zoroark with mm -hmm. the hidden move, get 230 Pokemon to original, regional decks, then we also introduce uh, five legendaries into it. So, 
new legendary trio and then a pair depending on which game you have so that's pretty yeah. much what we know so far about the dlc and obviously there'll be more information coming out later and yeah we'll talk about it then yes i yeah i i, th- I think that if we went back to old style um that's one of the most interesting ones to see would be our final topic of the night gen 3 for the simple fact that we have seen gen 3 in its original form we've seen emerald we've seen alpha sapphire omega ruby so we've seen it in three different iterations already so if you got your dream game I, I don't know how they make Gen 3 look. What style would they go with? I don't know. But, That'd be the original. Um, That'd be the original. I would, I, would, I, would, I would hope so, yeah. But, I mean, so, I Ghost, I believe you and I are on the same page with Gen 3. Are we, though? I thought we were. Have I been trolling you this whole time? I, I, I don't know who to trust anymore. <laughs> so, so, what's your what's, what's your take <laughs> on Gen 3? Okay, okay. I, so here's the thing gen 3 is the game i started with okay i i didn't play gen 1 or gen 2 i never had a game boy i started with the game boy events so uh, it has like a lot of nostalgia for me i have a lot of good memories with it however objectively well not i guess it's subjective still but in my mind it's objective i am not a huge fan of the region in general or the overall spread of Pokemon. Now, don't get me wrong, some of my favorites are in that gen, but as a whole, it is not near the top of my favorite generations. That's, that's exactly my my sentimonies. Um, sentimonies? <laughs> Simpsons reference for anybody who caught that. Um, but yeah, I, I'm much the same. Um, I am also with IGN, too much water. Uh, it's, it's very inconvenient, uh, to skip an entire quarter, third, fifth, whatever you want to measure it as of the map by taking a boat early game. Like Mr. Briney's cool and all that, but, um, Pico, not so much. We've been over this in the Poke Roast, but it's not, uh, it's not a Pelipper. So well, yeah, it's close, but, <laughs> um, you, yeah, I mean, you like, hold your tongue about Pelipper. <laughs> oh, uh-oh. <laughs> uh, I, I just, I, I really don't like that you skip a massive part of the map so early. I mean, it's definitely not one of my favorite stories. It's not uh, my favorite group of mons. It's, it's, it's near the bottom for me. It's almost as, uh, almost as bad as uh, Sword and Shield for me. So, I will say before, Pat, we get into your thoughts. I do sure. like the split evil teams that I enjoyed. I thought that, that, was, is cool. Cool. Yeah, that is cool. That was really cool. But Pat, what are your thoughts on those two games? Um, I mean, I absolutely loved it. And you got to look at it from this way. You go from playing gay boy, you know, Pokemon yellow or red, blue to playing gold, silver. And then you go to a Game Boy Advance to where that's the first game on a Game Boy Advance it blew my mind. It was like, oh my God, this is Pokemon in a way I've never experienced it. So call it like a little bit of a nostalgia blur, but like, I absolutely love that game. Like that game actually introduced a lot to what helped Pokemon later on down the road. You had the battle tower. I absolutely love that. 
And then, like, on that little island where the battle tower was, that was the only place you could find a Smeargle. So, like, I was literally trying to farm a Smeargle there <laughs> to complete the decks. But that game, the ribbons, I actually quite enjoyed the ribbon concept that they introduced in that game. And there was just a lot of stuff that it brought to the table when it comes to, like, Pokemon. So, like, I have an appreciation. I mean, everything has things it could improve on. I love the Pokemon. I don't know. I I'm waxing nostalgia right now. I love this game. So Professor Birch is so forgettable for me. And Bianca, please. Bianca. And no, it's not Bianca. It's no, yeah, that's Bianca. No, Bianca's in Gen 5, right? Oh, she's Gen 5. Yeah. What's uh So you don't oh. even know? <laughs> oh, wait. Who, am, who I hate, am I what I do you think? On the wrong chick? Hold on. I don't know. Describe her. Use your words. Blonde. Bond. Um. Oh my God. What's What's her name? Uh. Well, while Docs looks that up, I will say, I think I told this story on the podcast before. So my favorite Pokemon of all time is Gengar. Big surprise. Um. But when Gen three came out, for like a split second, Flygon was my favorite Pokemon. I do enjoy Flygon. So, Flygon is super cool. He's the only Pokemon that actually kind of usurped Gengar for literally a second. But yeah, fun fact. I really, I really, actually really like the whole line. Yes, I, honestly, I love dragons. And like when Rayquaza like was introduced, because like I only ever played Emerald. So I had access to quite a bit, you mm -hmm. know, as they do with those that third iteration of most of the games you have your you know your base drops two different versions and then you know same with diamond and pearl you got platinum so it was just i actually really enjoyed the game from the perspective of playing it from emerald so i think ghost what did you have you had you had ruby i did but docs i think figured out the person real May. quick May. Oh, you and were just I, talking about the other. The, yeah, oh, yeah, big. Yeah. I knew May. Yeah, I don't like. <laughs> anyway, sorry, Pat. What was your question? So, which version of the game did you get? You guys have? I had Ruby because I played it from the perspective of Emerald, so I thoroughly enjoyed Emerald. I had Ruby. Uh, that was my too cool for school phase. Um. But what? when I went back, yeah, when I went back to playing the games and stuff, I uh, I bought an emerald cartridge. Yeah, it was an emerald cartridge. Oh, so Docs, you don't really have the nostalgia factor for this game, yeah, then, because not, you didn't play. It just that's so weird because this was my very first game, and then at that point you were done with Pokemon. I never stopped, and here's Docs taking a little breaky break. See, I actually took a break. I never played like Omega Ruby or Sapphire because I just mm -hmm. I took a break then. Just had a lot going on in life and Pokemon as much as I love it. I just kind of forgot about it for a little while, you know. Yeah. No, that's fair. It's definitely fair. So Latios and Latias. That was what I really found cool was flying on Latios and Latias and um, you know, the mega evolution being a part of the story. Uh, you know, Steven, Steven Stone was actually one of the highlights for me from Gen 3, you know, even in the original versions. Mm -hmm. um, I, always, I thought he was a cool character. So having him introduce the Latios, Latios, Mega, and then the flying mechanic, that was really cool. Mm -hmm. 
I don't even Absolutely. think I got to that point in the remakes. I think I gave up on it. I didn't like I thought, it. I was, uh, but that's that, that's your that's your roots. That's where you came from. I know. I I don't know. I think I just played better games since, and I was like, it's like I appreciate it. Like you know, it holds a special place, but <laughs> I don't need to be playing it again. Well, <laughs> for, for me, it continued my renaissance of playing the games. Um, yeah, because I, like I said uh, in the last episode, you know, I bought the special edition uh, X and Y 3DS. So, and like when I popped in X, I almost cried, and like it was, it was so cool, so good. Um, so then, you know, Elf Sapphire and Mega Ruby was like a continuation of my renaissance because between X and Y and Oris, I went back and I bought the games that I skipped. And I played through them all time, like over and over again, because <laughs> you know the 3DS had the capability to play DS games or Game Boy games. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, that's that's that was my 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 renaissance, if you will. We were just going through all the games you hadn't played. Yep, and um, I uh, at one point I had um, a lot of free time, aka college, and uh, <laughs> I played them all in order, um, start to finish. It was really cool. What else? What else really like grinds your gears about Gen Three? Pelper. No, I was kidding. <laughs> Pelper. Yes, Pelper. Pat, do you do you like Pelper? Because I noticed you said something about Pelper. I love Pelper. You love Pel? Like, what about it? It's such it's such a good battle Pokemon because it comes in with the rain dance and it's defensively tanky. So like, Pelper does work. And then you give it Hurricane when rains out, hundred percent hit rate. Love to see it. One T bolt and that thing is Bye. Goodbye. <laughs> Whatever. Glass cannon. It's fine. <laughs> I, I I I'll give it an assault vest. That's fine. It can take a hit with an assault vest. That's uh, cool. I mean But like, I, I love Pelipper because like I just have so many times to where like I have a rain rain team to where like I have like a Barrasquito with like swift swim so like when rain's out they gain a speed boost so just like all kinds of Pokemon that basically get an advantage from that and it's like so crucial to have like somebody that can like set the field whether it's like sunny day or you know rain dance or anything like that whether you have a rain team or a sun team so I love Pelipper from the perspective of I've battled with him and he's a beast. So while we're on the subject of Pokemon, what are some of your favorites and least favorites from the gen? Uh, it's not my favorite group of starters. I'll say that. I will say, so I was thinking about actually relatively recently. I'm like, I don't know if I have like a favorite starter. Like, you know, how everyone has their absolute favorite. I think I'm just going to have to pick Torchic. Like, I'm just going to have to settle. Just because he was my first... He was my first Pokemon ever. Like, come on. Like, he has to be, right? I mean, my first starter ever was was actually... Well, it was, I had yellow version, so it was Pikachu. But, um... Uh, you know, the ones, once, once I picked up the abandoned Bulbasaur, um, you know, I considered that my first starter starter. Because then every time that I played an iteration of Kanto after that, I just picked Bulbasaur. So. Yeah. So I just, he's also very cute. I mean, I do like him. I don't like Combuskin. Blaziken's pretty cool. <laughs> don't like Combuskin. But uh, otherwise, Pat, what about you? 
I, I always went with Blaziken. Yeah. It's a good pick. I also... Mudkip's cute, Tree Echo's cute, but like, yeah. I'm also a huge fan of Sableye. I would say, depending on my mood. I know you don't like Sableye. Okay. Sableye's garbage. No, he's cute. I love him. I actually like Grumpig, too, which is a shiny version. Oh, dope. All gold. Yeah. And the gem's green, too, isn't it? Or something like that. Hold on. Let me see. I don't know that one. Sableye? No, um, Sableye. His, uh... His big stone. Yeah, yeah his sh- stone is green, I think. Yeah, it's green. Yeah. Um, I, I, I like Grumpig and, uh, um... Oh, what's baby Grumpig? Um, Spoink. 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 Yeah, Spoink. <laughs> Um, I love I love Splink actually. <laughs> I feel bad for for it honestly. If Splink stops bouncing, its heart stops. I know it's terrible. Why would they do that? <laughs> Is that the actual Pokédex entry? Yeah, it's terrible. If it stops that's bouncing, like, it dies. That's like Driftblim lures little children away and like yeah. floats them to the afterlife. Like terrifying. It's very Absolutely dark. Terrifying. <laughs> like... Splink Splink reminds me of my dog Ned. If he's not emitting love he's gonna explode and die oh so netty boy okay um, oh yeah, oh, no, i was gonna say can we talk about gorbis and clamperl and what was so Huntail? I, I forget they even exist half the time yes i'm like what, what did you guys uh, have an episode of forget most forgetful pokemon yeah <laughs> they were probably on absolutely. that honestly yeah. <laughs> uh yeah absolutely any others no. that we can't stand or forget about? Uh, Poochiana. I don't care for Poochiana. Now I love Mightyena. I was just gonna say on the opposite side. I love Mightyena. I was gonna say I like them. They're dog-like. So yeah. Well, and plus, plus they get the elemental fangs. So I love that. Like I, I, I well, I love anything that gets access to elemental moves. Actually, you know, what I think about it. If anything, you know, can get the punches or the fangs. I I really enjoy those mods. That is true, but stats are trash. Yeah, well, see, one thing you'll learn real fast with me is I never come from it at an angle of battling. I'm like, that Pokemon looks nice. I like it. Well, it does look <laughs> nice, but like for me, it's like a forget. It's a forgettable Pokemon. It's a Pokemon that I catch and I say, okay, and you sit in the box. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're not going to use it. So by by that standard, yeah, but. You know, it, it, even through my playthrough, I'm not gonna have a mighty Anna on my team unless I'm like, okay, I'm specifically <laughs> gonna have this Pokemon on my team. Yeah, you know what I do with mighty Anna? I use Thunderfang and Pelipper. Um, oh. <laughs> wow, you want to know what he would tank it because mighty Anna's stats are trash. So, uh, oh, I mean, no. and like, so I, I like most of the mons aren't at the top for me. Even the gym leaders are forgettable. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think. Although I will that say, that actually is true. One of the gym leaders is your dad, so that's pretty unique. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Norman. Okay, okay, but then again, he's a normal type gym leader, so is he even really a gym leader? Hey, you know what? Larry is a normal type gym leader, and we all like Larry. Everyone loves Larry. Okay. You guys ever hear the fan fiction about how Giovanni is Ash's dad? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, he's also a normal type, kind of. Yeah, I, I, kind I, of. 
I, I thought you were gonna say how Giovanni became Larry in retirement. Like, we, we could go down that rabbit hole too, but oh <laughs> uh, well. Um, yeah, there's, I mean, I'm not too fond of the generation as a whole. I can't, I can't get behind too much of it. I don't know. There's berries. We like berries, Knox. We did a whole a whole berry segment. We did a whole berry segment just to appease you. So that game introduced berries. So if one thing you could take away is that. Is berries. <laughs> Truth be told. That's what I was saying. Yeah. That, that game introduced a lot. It did. It did. I will say I did like planting berries. I like I like the idea of tending to like the berries, like in a farm situation. But I would plant them and I forget about them. So it, there wasn't like any good way to do that in my opinion but it was like a nice little surprise because you came across them later and you were like oh oh my god (laughs) that thing that i did like forever ago i guess but that'd be sick in my opinion i like farming simulators not gonna lie if they could incorporate that into pokemon that'd be nice I mean, honestly, one of the items I used to like farm there was the Enigma berries because it gave you that, you know, like the chortle and stuff to where it, it, uh, if you get hit by a super effective attack, it like reduces the damage. The Enigma berry did all of that to where it didn't matter what your Pokemon got hit by, it would just tank a super effective attack. That was absolutely wild item they introduced into that game. And, like, just in general, like, with the berry plantings and stuff like that and, like, different items, I just feel like Gen 3 brought a lot to the table, including, like, the battle towers, which kind of paved the way for, like, online competitive gaming and stuff like that and battles between your friends. Yeah. I, I just feel like it really did bring a lot. It did. But... I just, the the execution left something to be desired, personally. It, it, it 100% added long-lasting things to the franchise i just didn't have a blast right and docs to your point when you said too much water like i 100 agree because towards the end of the game i'm like i do not want to be traveling in this i always got lost too so i was like that's what i was just getting ready to scream because (laughs) like you know on the original hardware you did not have a good map system to show you where you were in the water and where you needed to go so absolutely i mean especially when you were trying to find like kyogre in the end game and stuff like that in the islands like it the underground temple and stuff or the undersea temple to mm-hmm. where you had to go find them you had to have a pokemon that knew dive like it it was a lot it was <laughs> a lot i will agree with you on that it, it was a lot so many repels so many like i hated walking in the grass like on land and so water is just like 100 percent tall grass so it's just like this is my least favorite part so i don't know i um i will wait to play gen 3 for a very long time because i've gotten my fill so i'm not going back anytime soon i'll finish it one of these days you just wait I can't wait for this episode to be uploaded to Facebean. Oh my god. Was it this is your way of wrapping up Facebean? I was just talking about Facebean. <laughs> oh my god. Well, real quick before we go to Facebean, any final thoughts, Pat, Docs on Gen 3? <laughs> um 
It was the generation I loved, but you guys made some valid points. There was stuff to be <laughs> desired. <laughs> nah, I mean, it, it was a game that introduced a lot, and like anytime like something paves the way, like there's gonna bound to be mistakes. It introduced a lot, and it also had its flaws, so it's a mixed bag. But I, I thoroughly enjoyed that game because, like I said, it introduced a new aspect of Pokemon for me that like I'd never experienced. So, I I give that game a thumbs up. I enjoyed it. <laughs> there's like, stuff that could be worked on it, but we're in 2023, and there's still stuff about Pokemon games that could be worked on. So, oh yeah, a ton. <laughs> so, but as Docs was saying, Podbean, you could catch us on Podbean that app, as well as basically anywhere else you get your podcasts: Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Spotify, all that fun stuff. And the video version will be on YouTube. So you can always check us out there. And yeah, with that, after this episode, the next time you hear from us or see us, we should be live. So well, on a Thursday, we'll, of course, let everyone know when that is on our social media. We'll be posting more on, the, on those shortly. So yeah, with that, we will see you guys next time. Bye. Bye.